It's coffee time. It's coffee time. Hey. Hey. Uh, it's mostly gone. What, is, what does that say? The morning after mug? <laughs> just at every, every Thursday. <laughs> Just ah. come in so drunk. No. <laughs> if only. How are you? <laughs> uh, pretty good-ish. Good. Looking very dapper this morning, afternoon. In Mike's your crispy. Changed. Crispy shirt. Changed shirts. Just for me. Mm-hmm. Mm, thank Put you. Put a nice shirt on. Put a nice, my, my shop jacket on. It's very nice probably find something from last winter in it <laughs> network is struggling <laughs> mm. oh got some jitter and packet loss <laughs> don't we all it's just life you know bit of jitter bit of packet loss we'll call you jitter and me packet loss nice oh, some stuff bit of, here some things and stuff what's news mm-hmm News is you're about to have a baby. Uh, it seems like it constantly. I think we're at like thirty-five weeks. But oh, yeah, Mitch is close. All we, all all that's going on, all that's on our minds anymore. Mm, totally. I'm sure, you know mm-hmm. the feeling. You're at the event horizon, as we called it. <laughs> Does that mean we're landing soon? Or you don't know so. what's going to happen after the event horizon. Oh. Oh, well, that's, that's what I keep hearing. So if you had a plan, throw that plan away. That's what they keep telling us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <clears throat> awesome. Oh gosh, what's what's up? Um, I guess back my printer recap mm. is there's no solid anything so far. I've been back and forth uh, with support. Damn it. And I'm waiting on them to get back to me from a morning this morning because last night I went back to the old standard print we had saved on the on the printer from like mm-hmm. I looked today. The file date is May 25th of 2023 mm-hmm. that has been printing basically flawlessly except for like a weird quirk in the summer where we had to use a slightly different temperature but no issues it prints i don't know we've probably close to a hundred since then mm-hmm. uh, of the dust food in petg and i was like last night i was like so frustrated I just keep going back and forth in this circle of nothing getting accomplished with that machine and all these things we need to print we're getting behind and i was like well i'm just gonna print the old one you know like i this all started because i tried to change it slightly in CAD and then re-slice it exactly the same settings as before. I pulled in the old file <laughs> thing, imported the part into it, re-sliced it with those same settings, and it printed like crap. And that sent us down all these hardware changes and supports suggesting to slow down the volumetric flow and add more layers and slow down this. It did everything. Everything, nothing's working. It's still printing like crap, the new slicer, sliced parts. So I was like, let's print the old one. It hasn't changed since May. It's flawless. Get out. Get flawless. out of town. Exactly how it always is. So it's a slicer issue so it's, then. It's that's what it has to be. It has to be has the slicer. To be. 
Fire so I emailed up. them that back with some examples of two different sliced versions the last three or four days and my example of yesterday. And it's it's perfect. And so all of the PLA stuff we've sliced too seems like it's related to wow. the slicer. <laughs> Wild. Breaking cows. <laughs> ba- bamboo owners across the nation wait with bated breath for Justin's report. <laughs> that was live, so, people. I have a forum post I'll show you, but I've had other people basically, I think, kind of with a SEO situation or like chiming in, having similar, like, I've been printing this thing and now suddenly re- reprinting it. Suddenly yeah. it's trash. Now I'm terrified and that I, I did a I, software that could update. Com- completely. Yeah, I put in there what my version was, and I I don't maybe maybe the old files do tell you well, they probably do what what version you're on when you slice it. So I'm not touching that file, and it's now backed up <laughs> because Ricky came out. I was like, good news and bad news. We can print these, but no pro no progress anywhere else. <laughs> so I don't know. I guess that's good news Jeez. to some degree. We'll see what they say. You seem to have a knack for finding weird oh, yeah, bugs. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> you're I'm not doing anything weird. It's just like re-slice my standard file and it's your living life anyway. on the edge. I, here's Always. what's funny about that: is I intentionally wait for all firmware and slicer updates. I'm like a version behind <laughs> because of that, and it's still kidding me. <laughs> Jim just my, did a spit take. I'm just spilt my coffee funny. down my face. Yeah, right. Yeah, I've been a bit nervous about this. Just waiting for our bamboo to break now. Right. You can get that $2,500 version and just take it offline. <laughs> anyway. Can we you, shall see. Can you, like, feed in the, the good G-code and the bad G-code and get... Code interpreter to analyze the difference or something. <laughs> I love I love that that's where you go to. <laughs> Have GPT solve it for you. And just prints complete gibberish, probably. Yeah. This is really, really complicated code. I don't understand it. It looks like you're trying to print a dust boot. <laughs> Clippy pops up. Is this is this a boot? Yeah, so that's my uh, one little bit of update. I don't know. We're, hopefully, we'll get back some. The support person, after I waited, for, it's like once you get into their access, then they're quick to respond, but you have to wait to get to that, like, mm. <laughs> I'm available to you now stage. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Anyway, yeah. How about you? What's up with you? <clears throat> uh, what's up with me? I've been printing things. Haven't had any issues with the bamboo, thankfully. Touch, <laughs> touch all the wood. Don't touch it. <laughs> I did do a firmware update on the weekend, which now I'm worried <laughs> about. But I've I've printed stuff since then, and yep. I'm not like you. I don't have any products on it, so I haven't. I don't Smart. save save any of. My, <laughs> I mean. I don't save any of my projects, basically, that I slice. Like, everything is just throw away. <laughs> and then I... That's amazing. ...resend it from Fusion every time I want to 
reprint and I just re-slice oh. it and go again. Yeah. So I'm not, I don't have any it's, backed up code. If things do go. It stays in that like purgatory weird place that it sends to the Neutron folder or whatever it is. Yeah. Oh, I don't even save it to it's the a, Neutron folder. I just like send it straight to the. They might be there. Printer. It might be there, <laughs> sitting there waiting for me. They're just there somewhere. <laughs> Maybe. They're all like, hey, you going to come back and help me out? I'm just here in a neutron folder. Um, but I've been mucking around printing those little like stool leg junctions, which has been fun. Those are cool. Yeah, kind of fun. The stool, like I had a three-legged stool at the lunch table for about a week and that collapsed on me the other day while I was eating my lunch. It's just PLA. <laughs> I was expecting it to oh. break. And I'm not doing it as a like a proof did of... You just, did you hit the ground? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm not doing it as a proof proof of concept of like, this is a legitimate way to make furniture. I'm just like, oh, this is an interesting right. way to get angles happening with our threaded dowels. And my intention actually is to try and find a foundry that could cast that part Ooh. in aluminium because that would be a really fun little device accessory to make tables out of. You could just get a mill and instead. I know. Imagine what a, like a little QMC 500 could do. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a millable part. Pause here a sec. Something may be different with your audio. It sounds like yep. it's clipping a little bit. Clipping. All right. Let me check. How's that? I think better. Yeah. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's good until... For some reason, Mac OS creeps the volume up on this mic. Like when oh, this mic's yeah, plugged in down. in the sound settings, it just like, it, 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 it just incrementally. Yeah, you can t turn that off somewhere, I think. I don't wow. know how to do it. Yeah, I'm currently, <laughs> not to get too distracted here, I'm watching a perfect print happening. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Amazing. What were you, I forget now. You were oh, uh, printing and mill parts. Mill parts, yeah, it's totally a mill part. Could even be a lathe part, maybe. Right. Off axis, something, blah, blah. Yeah. Anyway, that's why I'm printing those little junctions because I'm thinking about yeah. metal things. That's been fun. What else have I been doing? I don't know. I've got a, I've got a storage problem I need to ask you about. Figure you might know the answer. Maybe. I don't know how to solve. Uh, I, do you use Lightroom to manage photos? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So what I, I'll tell you what I want, and then you could fix it for me. <laughs> <laughs> I want a friend like that. <laughs> I want I want to have the last fifteen years worth of photo and video in my Lightroom library, in a single uh -huh. single library. But I don't. Mm -hmm. That that would, as I understand it, <clears throat> that would mean having all of those files local on a mm. drive on the device I'm using or on an external drive. And at the moment, I've got like sort of 10 years worth of photography just online only in Dropbox because I've got no computer that's actually, I don't own a drive right. or a computer big enough to have it all Yeah, sitting there local. And I was wondering if you know, like is there a way of creating well, A, what would be the hardware solution that you'd go to if you wanted to do that? But also, is there a way of creating proxies? Because I know Premiere Pro does like proxy nonsense, which I've never learned how to do, but 
Right. I do, yeah. So I've used it for a real long time, back in school even. And I I probably have less photos than you, but they are you can keep them on like externals and I think depending on how you've generated previews, the previews mm-hmm. will be there. The photos will be in the database, but then to actually do something with them, you'd need access to a physical thing. So sure. like plug in the drive or whatever that would be. Yeah. I think that would work. I, mean, I, I honestly have lost a lot of experience. I just haven't used it very much in the last three. Yeah. But like I used to everything, every product. I was thinking about that today, like coming out with a tool holder holder and a lot of the products we've put out, I haven't shot real big boy camera photos with. <laughs> like I just use my phone or like renderings. Yeah. And yeah. so I haven't used it very frequently, but um, yeah. That, I think that should work. I, mm. You can really bog down your database, as far as I remember, with some version of the previews that are like heavier than the other ones. I'm not. There's something about okay. a smart preview. It's it's been a long time, but there's probably something there. Yeah, I need to do some more research. I think because yeah, at the moment I've just got a very sort of limited run of about well, maybe four years worth of stuff in Lightroom. Mm-hmm. And I just, yeah, continually get frustrated by like, I just want to like flick my scroll wheel and go up another five years. and just, right. uh, It's not like I need it all there to edit. Like I don't need to go to a photo from 10 years ago and edit it. Mm-hmm. But I just want to see that thumbnail and be able to click and see the preview and right. be like, oh, yeah, that, cool. So I've kind of got this master reference library. Yeah. I was thinking about that this weekend actually – Aaron and I were talking about some photo from like back in college and I was like, oh yeah, I don't have anything in my iCloud past like 2015. Mm. And I was like, there are so many photos. And I think I was much more judicious about like what was in certain cloud repositories, cloud places, because at that point I was like not paying for iCloud storage. And now we have like, (laughs) what is it? Like two terabytes for 10 bucks a month or something. And I don't have that much even close. To, I don't think we even have half a terabyte, you know, right now. So it's like mm-hmm. I need to go find those and drop them in so they're all there. Because, like, the mm-hmm. search is so good on some of those things now, right? Like, just Pretty finding idea. old yeah. photos and things. And I yeah, that does always stress me out. It's like I try to be pretty good at it. But then it's like I realize that <laughs> I've got 15 years of my life somewhere just, like, on a drive. And it's not backed up somewhere i can easily get to so yeah 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 yeah. at the moment my fix if i'm trying to find something is like i go into the dropbox app on my phone and I navigate to like the 2006 folder and like drop search <laughs> Did you see that? T- tiny thumbnails trying to find something what was that <laughs> this, this app just watch this see if it does it for you yeah <laughs> there's yours <laughs> thumbs apparently up, this Justin. weird Squadcast app will recognize thumbs up. Apparently not mine. I have a faulty thumb. <laughs> Gems will create a, an emoji. Ta-da. Yeah. <clears throat> hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's good to look into. I've been thinking about that actually because I use like Google Photos as like a secondary backup and so I have some family with Android things so it's like nice to be able to like have some interaction there 
and use it as a secondary. And that thing is getting full now. And I'm like, God, all right. This like, it's like cloud creep or something basically where you're constantly, ah, I've got 200 gigs of something now. I've got to get another (laughs) 10 bucks a month to the eels. (laughs) Cloud creep. Yeah, totally. So much cloud creep in life, in business. Right. It's everywhere. I was going through my Fusion licenses the other day. I think we've got five seats plus the nesting extension. We've got the bill for the nesting extension for the annual, about 2000 Australian dollars. And I was like, God, I really need to log in and actually check that we're using all these licenses effectively. <laughs> so I mm-hmm. jumped in there and like, mm-hmm. it's a bit, it's a bit of a minefield that Autodesk management stuff. Like I've got, it's like every time right. I go in there, I'm like, how does this work again? Um, there's a billing one and there's like <laughs> no. managing licenses. It's a mess. It's full Or on. just not as simple as one would like. Anyway, I, I did identify that we have probably one more Fusion license than we need. But then when I emailed yeah. our Fusion retailer about it, Cadbro, who are lovely, thumbs up. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> They're like, no, Fusion will only give you a, like a refund if you cancel a subscription if it's within 30 days or something. So I've got that one for oh. another, another 11 months, pretty much. Oh. <laughs> you need, a, need another person. Another person. With hell license. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got all, I've got all, I think I said this before, but for some reason, October was the month where I seemingly subscribed or changed all of our subscriptions. So it's like <laughs> Shopify for expensive, you know, Squarespace. And God, there's like five things, I swear. Zap- Zapier. And there's so many different ones. And I was like, oh, okay. It's just time to pay all the bills. I have a. What's new in software Ooh. corner? Oh, yes. I have Do a new tell. thing. Juan, who had some apps for us before. Mm. But this thing, I actually think it'll be way more useful for you. It's called archive.org, I believe. Archive.com, not org. That's the history thing. So it's like a free mm. archiving system for mostly Instagram. But like when somebody tags you in a, in a story, it'll oh. save that such that you can like reuse it as the you know person you're being tagged as okay like like butter and then there's a whole system i think so that you can like request to use it and so it doesn't disappear basically so it's, it, it screenshots it for you and saves it yeah it puts it into a little cloud archive and then you get i've gotten emails up since i started using it where it's like you've been tagged in these stories this week Okay. And interesting. Yeah. Good. I think it's also interesting in that, like, I don't really get tagged in that much stuff, but even some of it, like, I miss, right? Like, mm-hmm. and I feel like this, your scale of probably getting tags and stuff is probably a lot higher. And I think it'll even give you, like, kind of engagement or, like, okay. Maybe, like, the value of how good it was potentially. I don't know. Yeah. It's free. Sweet. I'll check it out. I do miss tags sometimes. They go to my like spam Instagram inbox or I've been deleting Instagram on the weekends actually. So I've kind of, 
I have it off my phone for about three days, so I, I definitely miss oh, wow. stories if someone tags us in during that window. Sure. Mm, yeah. I'll check it out. Thanks. Archive. I just got this from just got this from Ricky coming in Slack here in a second. Oh, that is taking a long time. <laughs> Printer updates. No. The part we've been trying to find for a week and a half. Oh. <laughs> it's the little I, my friend Tyler told me it's called a double spigot. It's the thing that goes on the end of to connect lights to light stands. Ah, uh, the lighting thing light down. Uh, top of the ladder. I just, we, we were both like crawling around the floor today again <laughs> looking for it. And I just got this photo from Ricky and it's on top of the ladder. Yes. <laughs> and it's somehow been there for like a week and a half. It hasn't fallen off. <laughs> it's got a ladder with pockets in it. That's awesome. Nice. I kept describing it to him. I'd be like, no, it's like this weird little knobby thing and it's got threads on both. He's like, I've never seen anything like that before. And I was like, ah, oh, okay. Good. Nice. I don't have to buy a new one. I think my contribution to Software Corner this week will be my little, what's back, AI image gen experiments. So it occurred to me during the week that now that GPT-4 has eyes and can do image analysis, and my frustrations with mid-journey and image prompting of like not not really ever making actually what you want, but sort of it being so hit and miss and hard to sort of interpret the black magic of mm-hmm. keywords and what will change. I was like, cool. So if GPT-4 can see things now and I already use GPT to write my prompts or refine my mid-journey prompts, let's train it to make a prompt and then upload the, the resulting image back into it so it can see what it's made and, and hopefully yeah. learn from its mistakes and create this like feedback loop. <clears throat> yep, anyway, yep. So I set up this quite sort of convoluted prompt of like, all right, this is what we're going to do today. This, this is, these are the steps, you know, pl- outline <laughs> this plan to me so that I, I can see that you understand what we're going to do. It's like, great, all right, looks good. And then I start, okay, here's our first prompt. And then I ended up getting it to write the first prompt in the end. So kind of it it had agency and it was responsible for the starting point because I didn't want to sort of inject too much of my own sort of language into it. Anyway, I got it to do about four feedback loops where like I got it to prompt and fed the image back in and it, it sort of goes, oh, okay, that's interesting, blah, 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 blah. And after about four rounds, I was like, cool, what have you learned? And it did quite a good analysis of like what it had learned. This was my about my third attempt of doing this, by the way. Like I uploaded an image to mm-hmm. the parts department. Right. Air table there where you can see one of my earlier attempts <clears throat> where I was basically swearing at it because it was like it was just t- completely hallucinating. Anyway, it, it got to a point where I was like, cool, the this works like it it is learning something but yeah. after about four or five feedback loops it starts to get lost like as classic gpt does it's like what's yeah yeah it starts to get a bit off track and it just starts to describe the new image not sort of reference back like it starts writing prompts for the image that it's just made so it kind of broke the cycle 
Anyway, mm-hmm. on one of the better ch- conversations where it had seemed to have learnt something, I was like, cool, let's try an experiment. I'm going to give you a new image now and with everything you've learnt, you're going to try and write a prompt that reproduces it. And so I gave it one of our product photography images. And look, it did an okay job. <laughs> but certainly nothing usable, like n- nothing that I could legitimately use in a business context. It's like, mm. yeah, I can see it really trying. But again, kind of get yeah. foc- focuses in on the wrong elements of the image from what my priorities are and stuff like that. Anyway, just kind of highlighted to me mm. how, you know, yes, how amazing the tech is, but also how early in the piece I think we actually are in terms right. of where this is going to get to and how sort of hard to drive it it is. Like it's still not at a point where you can mm-hmm. sort of really <laughs> control <laughs> much. Right. I, I sent you some earlier this week of I've <laughs> I don't often so like uh, I wrote this down uh, we have put out our calendars again for the NAC calendars for another year which is a whole other thought of its own but and I was trying to just recreate the scene a little bit from an existing photo I had of one of the calendars putting some different context <laughs> into the shot and it was horrible it's repeatedly of, horrible one of the ugliest images i've ever seen it's amazing right it it just kept doing crap like that where it would like i couldn't get it to understand the scale of the photo first of all because the original photo is a, our calendar on the wall and so i would tell it no the you know the the object in the frame is 24 inches tall. Sometimes <laughs> that would work. Sometimes it would like, I was like trying to put a chair back like it was in a kitchen oh, yeah. on one corner of the thing in Photoshop AI. And it was, it would put a chair like in the wrong perspective, you know, just totally wrong. It was just repeatedly. So I was like, all right, just put the photo, put the calendar into a kitchen context. So it would like give me some terrible ones it just over and over. So yeah, I, which Sometimes I'm shocked. It's Photoshop's yeah. AI. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's, I mean, everything's beta, but yeah. I guess now I have, you, it's like you start to learn. We've talked about this before. You, you start to rely and grow your mindset to your mind skill set to go, oh, I want to create something new with the AI tool with this thing. Like, I know what I want to do now. Whereas before I think we didn't know that we could do it. So it was exciting and new and, oh my God, look at it, did it. I didn't have to like, you know, magazine cut out something and paste it in and then yeah, feather it yeah. in and all that stuff. It was like exciting, but now we like have a lot of expectation for it. And it's just so bad. So that stuff, it was like exciting, but yeah. now we like have a lot of expectation yeah, for yeah, it. And yeah. it's just so bad yeah, a couple sometimes. Of months ago, and the other days, it's amazing. Pretty so. convinced that this was going to replace product photography probably sooner rather than later. But now I'm like, we're not, we're not quite there yet. And maybe the tech, the tech <laughs> obviously is evolving really fast and maybe we'll get there sooner, sooner than I expect. But yeah, right now it's like, mm-hmm. mm, no, still quite a way off this replacing my camera. Right. 
you know, maybe you find this too with your products, but I'm not saying this that like we have super unique products, yeah. but I was trying with the calendar, which is a weird calendar. So if you say it's a calendar, it's like, okay, what it's a, it's a one to three ratio basically, or one to four ratio of width to height. And so it doesn't understand what that is. First of all, it's like that shape, but then like I was trying the tool holder holder to put it into a different context. Um, trying to do the same thing like last week, <laughs> just could not understand its perspective that I had in only, it kept putting it like, you know, super flat angle and it was actually pretty tilted. And, um, so there's a lot of that where it's like, it needs historical examples yeah. yep. seemingly at this point to interpret what it's looking at, first of all, to put it into something. And so, <laughs> when you're using your own products, it's like, unless you unless yeah, you're making like what, you have an apple as a product, it's like, you know, having access. You to know, it doesn't know what to do with it. The knowledge of how to train models and having access to kind of off the shelf open source models where you could dump in like, you know, I could dump in like my whole Lightroom product library and say, hey, train on mm -hmm. this. You know, you know, this just demonstrates how little I know about actual training, actually training these things. But like, if we could give it our own data set and say, this is what we do and make a dedicated like product right. rendering, <laughs> product generating mm -hmm. thing that's kind of trained on our proprietary data, then that, that could become quite powerful potentially. Yeah. So calendars are back, huh? Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's our 13th year of making them, 13th season of calendars, Yeah, which is, I think it's a second product technically. The first one was our laptop stand, and I have a pretty, pretty uh, <laughs> strong, small yep. set of people that want them every year, <laughs> and they start to ask for them about September, October. Are you going to make them? You know, it's always this kind of like... And even for me, it's always like, are we going to make them again? And especially in this last year doing CNC products, it's just really made that such a small part of our business that um, I don't want to kill it off. But it's also like this morning about it. I was like, yeah, I mean, I guess I, we're going to do the calendars again. Um, and it's a good product, but it's also, I mean, so it's, it's weird and calendar that's kind of this blend between wall art and and uh, mm. functional use. And every year there's just a little bit less sales, a little bit less sales. And the price, obviously, like everything continues to go up. And so, yeah, I was just debating, like, is this worth it for us to, you know, <laughs> keep marketing and doing? And like my next <laughs> Instagram account is like completely dead. Like I had like four likes after half a day. On, a, on you know announcing the new calendars it's just like i've kind of just let it go until there's a reason to use it again but what am, i don't know tell me like am i should i just be killing this off and not doing it anymore it's i don't know it's you can't ask me that after telling me it's 13 years old it's like <laughs> kill off your such teenager. a legacy <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah, that, that I don't. For some reason, that changes it for me. I had no idea you'd been doing it that long. That's amazing. Twenty eleven. Yeah. Um, wow. And it is such a unique. It does seem like quite a unique product. It's pretty weird. Yeah. <laughs> that that vertical stack. So yeah, I don't know, man. 
What's what's the what's hard about it? Like, is well, it is it much work refreshing it every year? Nah, I mean, I change an InDesign file, make sure it's actually mm. double check yeah. it, so I don't make <laughs> hundreds of <laughs> mistakes. Basically, um, no, I have Just it kind add of an extra I, day here or there. I don't put in a lot of work to the marketing or like. I kind of repeat a yeah. lot of the same things because the people that buy it just keep buying it. It's not growing. I've tried over the years to, oh, I mean, it's been on different like those kind of like uh, trend trade and, and fab and all these things. Um, what's that one? Uh, yeah, Rich. Yeah, it's been on the legacy. different things like that. Yeah, it's nice for sure. And I, weirdly enough, I have like family members that are like pretty dedicated to like support me. Or do you actually like this thing? You know, like. Um, but I think it's just in some ways. See if, it, see, see if you can, yeah. It just ends up being a little bit of a distraction as well as like. It, sure. Of our products, it costs a decent amount to produce every year, right? Like, and we got to pick. To do it once, you don't do a re reprint of it because mm-hmm. the calendar season, as I've probably said before, is basically from maybe November, the early birds start now, through the end of January, and then it trickles yep. to nothing. So you got to like hit this perfect cycle <laughs> of people that are interested, and then after that, it's just nothing. So, mm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Keep it. I want to see the 25-year anniversary edition. <laughs> we could do a little little gold foil on it. Yeah, a little gold foil, exactly. Just think of the gold foil. If any of Only, you are uh, interested. 17 years to go. Right. If any, if, you, if any of you are interested, I put a little link with a discount for the parts department folk in the wow. show notes. We do ship to Australia. Okay. We have multiple people in New Zealand and Australia that buy them every year and spend... A lot of good hard-earned money to get it there. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. Hmm. So, after much much to do about, you're probably underselling your Fusion Scrum GitHub a couple Wrote. of weeks ago, where I was like, "What do you do with Jaster?" Um, <laughs> stick it in your Fusion drive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I <clears throat> made some progress on the how. <laughs> One of our workflow problems where I'll use my kit apart in Rhino mm-hmm. and I'll customize it for a customer, you know, it's got to fit around this window and blah, 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 blah. And there'll be like two custom shelves and a couple of custom dowel lengths in, in the design. We win the job and then our workflow at the moment has been, cool, Josh or Davis, now redraw this whole thing in fusion right for client approval and for manufacturing files Mm -hmm. and it's just a time suck that we don't need to be doing because the design basically already exists in rhino yep yep and so yesterday i was like no we need to do better than this and so just as a quick test i exported some of my shelves out of the rhino file as a step file i used your amazing script that I have to do a time comparison for you because the first I like did the normal fusion upload. Right. I reckon it took took close to a minute, mm-hmm. and then your fusion, and then I remembered your script. And I was like, in, instant <laughs> right. step file mm-hmm. in the window. <clears throat> and it took me a hot minute to. I've never done this before, so I was like, oh, I tried to run 
cam, do a cam setup straight off the step file and it was all like skewy and I was picking weird edges and shit. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, okay, now I've got to turn it into a body. So I jumped back into design, mm. stitched all these surfaces, rhino, rhino nerbs yep. back into a fusion body, which worked perfectly. And then in the man- manufacturing workspace, like John's automatic toolpathing just picked it all up, like the roughing toolpaths picked up all the profiles perfectly. Mm. It's like, okay, sweet. I think this might be the answer. So we just stop for jobs like this we just stop taking them into fusion and do you know those few custom components that need to be machined yep can just come straight out of rhino and only go into fusion for cam sure and then we're not doing client approval drawings in fusion just for the sake of it which I prefer generating drawings in rhino anyway mm-hmm. in terms of those 2d outputs yeah um, Rob Lockwood so yeah, I reminded think, I think me. Your little sorry. script might be an important part of that workflow. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of just take it for granted now. I think when I use it, um, mm. Rob Lockwood reminded me after we talked about it in this episode. I I guess I did never really try it, or it just wasn't a workflow I thought about. But if you just got a file open in Fusion, you can open a step file, and it does the same idea where it can just you? instantly <laughs> instantly puts it into the file into the finder and i was like can you do that with multiple and he's like no i think okay. so yeah. so it still has i didn't <laughs> know that which is kind of funny um i didn't know that either i don't know how it deals with components and all that kind of stuff for me that was always so that like workflow that i'm constantly <laughs> dealing <does> with <laughs> the, the workflow that i'm always dealing with is i need each part to be a component separate so I can arrange them or nest them. And so that was the big key factor to me is the script will inside of take everything inside of a file or each file and then create its own um, as such. And the names kind of get lost sometimes and all Mm -hmm. that stuff. So um, it's still hugely useful for me in that way. Mm. Yeah, that was kind of the next... The next thing that, you know, when I showed this to Johnny yesterday, he was like, oh, does this mean we'd be nesting in Fusion? I was like, no, I don't. Sorry, nesting in Rhino? I was like, no, I don't think so. I think we'd still Hmm. do the cam and nesting on the Fusion side. But then I woke up this morning and I was thinking about this and I was like, I wonder if (laughs) I've I've never written any scripts for Rhino. Have you ever dabbled with Rhino? Back when I was smart and university my friends and i would get pretty creative um usually it was like one person that knew more would figure out a button be like hey can you do this and they would do it so it was like like that one person was gpt um but we did the thing the the holy grail was at one point to do laser models was being able to take your model flatten it to the xy plane and do a very rudimentary nesting with it and somebody did at one point have mm. a script for that and I lost it. And so I always was using other types of tools, but it's totally possible. Nesting is not rocket science. Like the, you know, what the, the level hard. of how well it nests and all the factors is a different story. Sure. 
I, I often just want very rudimentary nesting, though, just for like quoting purposes. Exactly. It's like, please chuck all these. Right. Please. I don't think this has been fixed yet, but I have reported a few times um, that a range in particular <laughs> will get better yields of nesting depending on which way the sheet is. <laughs> no. Pretty, pretty poor, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, that's but funny. yeah, it'll get quite you a mean bit more. Which way it's oriented in the if it's like landscape XY. or or yeah yeah X Y or sheesh. So if you're ever yeah. like well the the way I caught it one of the times that I've reported it was a client had sent me a screenshot of what they had done, and then I tried to d- replicate it with the real files so I could get my quote from it, and I was getting way worse mm. yield. How is this possible? And I like. <laughs> checked back with some of their details and I was like, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I kind of have to report this and I changed it sideways and it worked great. And I was like, oh, oh, that's ridiculous. Yeah, wow. Mm, Interesting. Yeah, I guess it's all just maths, right? Yeah, some something. Quirk. Quirk in the maths. Don't know why. I've been watching, I still haven't done with Fusion configurations. I made one part with it the other day just to try and wrap my head around it. But um, I was watching Josh use it yesterday on a project and it looks so good. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it is. And, and yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't wrapped my head around how, I don't think how powerful it could be. Mm-hmm for some of our products but yeah i'd love to get into it more have you done yeah i wouldn't say a a lot there's there's some people that have really gone crazy with it um Mm. i think similar to all these little tools and tricks and how i felt about learning fusion in the first place is i had to kind of teach myself how to model again and i don't think it's quite that extreme but there's a lot more factor factors to use that don't don't break things or um kind of like being efficient with it i guess because i still feel like i'm yeah. i'm finding a lot of ways where i i need like i'm i'm not very efficient with it it feels like i have to have too many variations to do some things and then it'll toggle on and off too many things that i don't want in certain factors and like i haven't figured out how to make the themes kind of work for me at some time it's you know in some circumstances but mm-hmm. in simple senses like one version of it being successful is our tool holder holders when i was kind of testing out like all right well we know we're going to probably do other sizes like iso 30 and cat 40 do not they're not even remotely you know close to the same original size you could you mm-hmm. could scale down for the iso 30 but I didn't want to do that. It felt silly. So it, I basically have a perfect working version where it inside the same model, which is nice. It's really convenient. Cool. Um, I don't know. Yeah, there's. It, I'm curious to see where it goes. It is interesting. I found some weird things that didn't make a lot of sense. We were trying to make one of the things that's been backlogged because of the laser being down, or the laser, not the laser, the 3D printer being a piece of mm. crap has been weird fixture. This is one of the bad versions. Um, I think I showed you this mm-hmm. to you before, but it's a little thing mm-hmm. where you flip the tool holder holder upside down on it into the laser bed 
and it should make it so that you can we can engrave on the bottom of it to do some branding. And uh, it to do that, my thought was to Ricky kind of worked on this derive the main metal part into a new file so that it could pull down, but you didn't have all the other crap. Cause I have like tool holders and all this reference stuff in there mm. and all the feet mm. and you didn't need all that. What we need is the metal part so that we can properly set it up. So he does all that. We go to update the file with the engraving in it from the original file mm-hmm. and it treated it like if you do a derive from the original out, it treats it like it's a body, even though it was selected as a component. And so the sketch doesn't stay with it. There's a body uh-huh. and there's a sketch. And so I, I was going a little crazy with that yesterday, but I think there's a workaround where you do insert derive and then you can pull in a component and it works. We've got this whole timeline that seems to be lost of creating these th- this little fixture related to it um, to be dynamic. It's just stuff like that that's like, frustrating mm. and i guess i was getting there because that is a configured thing so when you do a derive you can choose the configuration um we're getting a little cool. in the weeds here but um oh i like i like a good derivation derivations um so when you derive out a configured file it prompts you to select which version you want is that yep. how that works yep and you get a little thumbnail mm, cool. um can, Which can is you nice. change it later? Yes. And I thought that's how I was going to fix it. But the drive, which is kind of like exporting, um, for some reason, the only way I can rationalize it is when you derive out a new file technically is a component of itself. Like it is a component. And so anything that goes into it is part yeah. of that component. Whereas what I want uh-huh. is a whole new component with the body, with the sketch inside of it. So it's a, it moves around with it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. And so that doesn't work unless you do insert drive as far as I can tell, just, just goofy, mm. but you can, yeah, you, you can update me it. Of a, okay. That's cool. You just reminded me of a frustration I have with fusion sometimes where I want to rearrange the tree quite dramatically, but it doesn't let me cause of like time space continuum or something like and i'm like no i want to drag i want to create a new parent body parent component down here and then put all this stuff in that yes and then sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't i've never quite understood why and it's obviously something to do with timing or it depends on where you are in the timeline yeah pretty sure you have to be at the end of the timeline to drop all the crap into it into a new component or you have to be yeah, it's like a space-time continuum problem where it's like you can't it really is. put stuff into something that doesn't exist, I think is basically the idea. <laughs> Which he is the user of the software, just like, just flipping work. I don't care. F- figure out time on your own, you know? Like, just, just make work it out. Lie yeah. to me and tell me it works and then do something in the background. <laughs> nice. Yeah, we. I've, I've had that too. Um Yes. What are my colored lights? Yeah, we're we're a little. Are those the those are the Kickstarter ones, though, right? Yeah, the slight lights. Slight lights. So you asking? So about? they're only Australian lights. What? They're not Australian. Oh, I thought you said that. It was an Australian. That was an Australian Kickstarter. 
Let's go to party mode. Oh, on deck, baby. Yeah, the slight lights from Australia. They're great. Oh, like daddy. Mm, that's what he said. <laughs> that one was pretty obvious. I think the last are running almost out of time, but I think my final contribution is I am having much better luck with my default diary lately. And I think the key has been I print the damn thing out every week. Print it. Print it. So I go go into my Google Calendar and I zoom in in Chrome and I'm like and screenshot it and I print it out. You send it to the bamboo printer? Send it to the printer. Sits there on my desk all week. And then I tick stuff off. So mm. when I finish recording, I'll walk out to my desk and sit down and it'll be sitting there looking at me and I'll tick off podcast recording and then I'll do my half an hour or 15 minutes of planning and mm-hmm. I'll tick that off. And at the end of the week, I've got this bit of paper with little ticks and crosses all over it and I can see like, oh, I didn't do any design time any of the days when I was supposed to do that. Should it even be in my diary or do I need to change something to ensure mm. that I'm hitting that? Yeah. And that's that's been a game changer for me is like that kind of forced course correction of like, oh, I didn't do that or I did do that every day. Great, that's working well, but this bit of it's not working well or this meeting moved Yep. because of these factors. Yep, yep. Because uh, my terrible memory mm-hmm. um, just kind of forces me to actually keep it active and working. So that's been really good. Can recommend. That is interesting you say that. If you're into time blocking. Mm. Um, I've never tried to do it with routine items like that, like routine calendar things, but I mean, <laughs> made all these freaking planner things basically for myself to use to like... Mm. Um, this, I'm holding up our little day plan thing. Like, I made all of these not yeah. as like, oh, these will be wildly popular products, which they never have been, but like, I need this. Like, I need, <laughs> I functionally need, I, I've always used, you know, like, um, to-do apps, but they don't really work the same. Like, what I need to get mm-hmm. accomplished that day, I have to, like, write down and check off, and that, like, satisfaction and it being right in front of me constantly reminds me to basically do that thing and there is some incredible power in checking things off on a piece of paper oh i know right it is know, isn't there? super magic well that's a hell, hell of a schedule so that that's just my schedule and then you know i've got the the equivalent of what you're talking about on the desks next to me as well of just like mm-hmm. the day and like you what are the key things i need to do and they get crossed out as they happen or they get moved to the next day but they kind of all fit into a category yeah. You know, yesterday I had a bunch of handovers to do on jobs that we'd won. And so, like, come 11 o'clock when I'm supposed to do handovers, it was like, cool, what are, what's on my list to hand over today, right? Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Very nice. I know. Your schedule is yeah. wildly more uh, involved than mine, I, I, which is probably <laughs> not saying much. Like, it should be probably more. And I just, I really have completely, like, lost the, the thread of any type of routine schedule of my day. Mm. It's just, 
and I don't feel bad about it essentially like uh, you know Good. so Done. much but I am also not always getting the things done I should be so there's that definitely don't feel bad about it yeah I mean I'm kind of strange kind of used, strangely jealous used to as well I mean I, I I can't say that 100% I do there's some threat of that but I don't I don't get at the end of the day I go oh my god I didn't do my re-. it's mostly like I just didn't get enough done is what I always feel like yeah 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 that's cool glad it's working thanks mm-hmm. dare I ask how have uh, sales progressed um, in the first week t- Oh, of the tool holder holders? Not tool holder, holder, holder. crazy. Uh, maybe less than I would have liked, but it's not been bad. We've had our first wholesale order of any of our products related to that. So that'll cool. be interesting to see how that goes. Um, <laughs> emoji thumb. Yes. <laughs> Can I touch that? Oh, I can't. I clicked it. (laughs) (laughs) Can I touch that? So, I don't know. I I didn't necessarily expect that would happen right away or at all. Um, And a lot of our products don't necessarily make sense to be a wholesale product, I don't think. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that was, I guess it's rewarding in that this product was intentionally supposed to be something that was more of a wide mar- uh, wide market. That's a terrible phrase. Uh, you know, wide <laughs> net of people, hopefully. And so I guess that proved itself. Um, I don't know whether it's like a big decision for people to change how they organize things. They don't feel like they need it. We're not hitting the right crowd yet. Um, there's a lot of factors to it but i think some people a lot of people don't want to pre-order something um and maybe that's fair with what i've shown i guess in our our pedestals we're probably the biggest example of a long drawn out process that there's really nothing like that going to happen in this case like it's such a straightforward product comparatively so yeah yeah i did i did uh to extend our show slightly longer uh, I did come up with a couple cool solutions for um, a couple of our testers wanted to magnetize theirs to the side mm-hmm. of their mill. And I came up with a couple versions of cleats that are magneti- magnetizable or magnetable. Um, mm, so cool. those are currently being made and sent to us and probably get those up too. So we'll see how they work. Um, but yeah, got some big old magnets. More sheet metal mm-hmm. parts. Yep. Yeah nice awesome. yeah pretty simple but be nice i think it, I, the, the the hope for me was that there would be a lot of ways to i was gonna say activate god that's a weird terrible word but to use these right like some i think a lot of people just want to set them on a table some want to hang them up in different ways so whether you want to make yeah, that yourself yeah. or not i think uh, part of my challenge as of yet is to more better show how you can use them in a lot of different ways i think they're still too static as like a product imagery set you know it's like just Mm. sitting there and not you know hanging different ways or like good diagrams or something like that yeah 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 or just more more content of them being used in different ways in your shop 
right. I think would be cool. I have to buy a ISO 30 Inter mil <clears throat> or a BT 30 mil. <laughs> Inter interestingly, Instagram hadn't served uh, had served very little of your content to me on the tool holder holders. I went and clicked on your profile last you night. I was like, oh, there's like 10 videos here and I'd have seen one of them. Right. Hmm. I've I, that that corroborates to me that we've had incredibly low engagement with everything I've posted in the last like hmm. oh man <laughs> um, super low engagement <clears throat> and it's been frustrating because it's like I don't know what I'm doing wrong necessarily it just back to that like the gods aren't the algorithm god isn't blessing me hmm. I don't know yeah I think we got stuff outside. Uh, open the door, please. Cool. I'll leave you be. The end. I've got some packaging here. The end. <laughs> what? Thank you kindly. Thank you kindly. Goodbye. Bye. Bloop. The end. Now we click this.